Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We just found out we're getting locked down for another two more weeks. I feel like I say this every time. Every two weeks we do this. We're getting locked down for another two weeks. We get, I mean, it's just staring at me like, don't even bring that up. Is that what that face is? Well, I mean, I just have nothing to say anymore. I, I don't <laughs> I don't actually believe anybody when they say two weeks. Two weeks, it, I mean, See, this, we're in what, the this, 13th, 14th this, month of- This is always my question. Whenever they come out with something that's going to happen, whatever their announcement is, I'm always, what's next? What are you going to do next when the numbers, quote unquote, don't do what you want them to do or whatever the case is? What's next? What happens in two weeks? What happens? Who knows? I don't know. I give up. It's crazy. I give up. (laughs) I'm at the point where I'm just going to be like, fuck it. Fuck it all. And I'm probably not the only one. There's probably a lot of people. There is actually a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Anyway. Well, hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And I will um, not talk about the lockdown because I don't feel like being depressed tonight. I have a wonderful glass of red wine that I've over poured so I don't have to get up again. And we have a really cool guest on the phone. Talking to Susan, who's an RMT in Ottawa, and also the founder of Massage and Movement magazine. Right and, on. you know, we like massage. We like movement. It makes sense. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to sort of have a talk with Susan, find out a little bit about her, about the magazine. Yeah. I, where did I see it? Did I see it on Facebook? Did I see it on Instagram? I saw it on one of your social platforms. I think you probably saw it on Instagram because I posted it when we... Um, when we launched last week. Mm, so, and I follow you. So maybe, maybe that's where you saw it. Oh, and I sent you, a, actually, I think I sent you a message with the link. Yeah, you did. But that was after yeah. I had already reached out from seeing it. Oh, right? okay. So yeah, I had already okay. seen it. And that's kind of why I wanted to reach out to you because, you know, we do a whole bunch of stuff, but I would have no fucking idea of how to go about doing what you just did. No. I have no, no idea oh how to do God. it. Oh, it, you, it, it fascinates, it's trial and error. It fascinates yeah. the crap out of me. Well, let's learn. Before we do learn, though, Susan, can you give our listeners an introduction? So a little bit about how long you've been in practice, uh, what you were doing before, if massage yeah. wasn't your first career, and how you ended up where you are right now. Actually, it seems like I've been a massage therapist forever. I'm, I'm situated in Ottawa, and I've been practicing here for about 20 years. Um, I went to Algonquin College, which is a great college here in in uh, Ottawa for massage therapy. So after 20 years of being a massage therapist, um, about a year and a half ago, I was getting kind of bored. You know, um, it's a long time. And um, so I had to do something, either move my career to um, something different or I needed to just find a way to get excited the way I was in the beginning. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you ever predict that there would be a day that you're like, I'm bored with this job? No. You didn't see no. that coming, did you? Oh my gosh. Absolutely not. Because I remember when I graduated, well, firstly, I was super excited about making money because I was <laughs> dirt poor. But also, I I just wanted to devour everything. Like I wanted to learn so much and take every course available. I was so excited and pumped. And that lasted a really long time because the more you learn, the more you want to learn, right? And, and, and you get to, um, our work is experiential. So it's, 
it's not like you read an article, oh, that's really great, and move on. You can put this into practice, which makes it so much more interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, after 20 years, and I think, you know, what happens in um, your work environment is you get involved in the politics of where you're working and Mm -hmm. you get distracted from the actual treatment, from the actual practice of what you're doing. And I found that, um, you know, for a few years, that's that's where I was headed. And I wanted to find a way, like I said, just to get excited again. Did that moment when you're when you're kind of seeing this is where it's going and you're recognizing I need to do something? Did did you get sad in those moments? Oh, my God. I got so sad because this this profession has been so wonderful for me. It's been so good. And I thought I felt like I was losing something. That's actually Mm, how I I felt that I, that there was like this something I was losing and I didn't know how to, um, I didn't know how to find it again. And, you know, that's when I started thinking, well, okay, in the beginning it was, I, I wanted to learn everything. So maybe that's the way that I could kind of regain that passion that I once had. Mm. And I started, um, reading different content about movement and um, reading um, content from Pilates instructors and yoga instructors mm-hmm. and, you know, um, and, and diff- different healthcare professionals. Um, and I, uh, I mean, it just lit a fire in me once again. And doing all of this research, I was writing blog posts and I thought, oh my gosh, why am I, why am I, you know, doing all this just for me, I'm sure that there's other massage therapists who are going through what I have gone through and really want to dive deeper into knowledge, into learning more and and bringing more to their treatment as as a whole, um, which includes movement. I find that in massage therapy, um, do you ever notice that we get away from, maybe not for you, Mark, because you're a kinesiologist as well, Mm -hmm. but as massage therapists, I find we do get away from movement in our treatments. Like, you know, we get tend to get away from doing um, passive stretching and joint mobilizations. You know, it just gets a little bit less and a little bit less. And those ingredients are so vital to a treatment and to the outcome. So, you know, just doing the writing, I thought, hey, I'm going to put this into a magazine format. And it's it's a digital magazine. Um, It comes out every two months. And it's like... I, I'm just so excited about it, and I hope that I, I've gotten some really great feedback, and I've gotten some really constructive feedback, which is, you definitely want that. I don't consider it negative. I, I want to learn what people are looking for. Um, but um, so far, it's been, you know, we just put the first issue out. And I had a couple of writers that were both RMTs and one as an RMT and an osteopathic practitioner. And, you know, it just, it's, um, I have a really great feeling that um, people are going to jump on board this and, um, and I'm going to help build a community. I hope that's, that's my goal is really to build a community, um, that just wants to explore more and, um, 
who just wants more from their practice. Well, that's how you light your fire again as well. You were talking about taking courses and then getting excited, putting it into practice. Mm -hmm. I have found in the last three years, uh, recording podcasts with Mark and talking to all of these therapists who do things totally, you know, outside of the box, or even, you know, therapists who just practice a little differently than I do, or even therapists who I feel like are very similar to me. It's just having these conversations and building the community has made me continue to be very excited to be a therapist. So, you know, I, I'm not bored in my day to day because I get to have these conversations when I come home at, late at night after treating all day. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, as you were talking about RMTs lose, you know, the the movement and don't necessarily do passive stretching or joint mobilizations. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that in when we're teaching, right? We have a lot of we yeah. have a lot of therapists who come in and, you know, take our joint mobilization course. And they say, you know, I learned this in school. I never do it. And both Mark and I are like, oh, that's a shame, but we're going to change it. Even worse is I've learned this in school and I don't use it and I don't know how to do it anymore. Right. That's right. Exactly. Let's let's get it back then. It's like, how do you know, you, you stop doing joint mobilizations and you're thinking, oh my gosh, how do I do a joint mob for the shoulder? (laughs) You know, and we should, that should be imprinted in us. It should be. There's, there's so much stuff that we do that we've learned in school that I feel if we had to self-evaluate, it would keep us more on our game here. And I'll well, tell we, you where I'm going with this. No, we don't. We don't do it the same way. We've talked about right. this we before. We don't do yeah. the technical we, skills. Exactly. Yeah. We've talked about this before because when we talked about the peer assessment, not the peer assessment, but the quality assurance program and the self-assessment right. tool, mm-hmm. that one of my biggest issues with the self-assessment tool is that it doesn't allow you, it doesn't force you, I shouldn't say allow, it doesn't force you to reflect mm-hmm. back on your foundational knowledge and, and 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 rate yourself, uh, you know, do a self audit, audit yourself about foundational yeah. knowledge where other, other colleges like the Kin College does that. Their self-assessment tool, a lot of it is, is foundational. So I think that's okay. another piece missing. And another part of that is because when the CMTO, when the College of Massage mm-hmm. Therapists of Ontario was changing around the quality assurance program and because we run Conant Institute, the, the, the continuing mm-hmm. education side of what we do, I would go to all of the stuff that the CMTO would do anything about the quality assurance program because I wanted to see how that would impact on continuing education and the requirements and, sure. and all the rest of it. Yeah. And one thing that struck me hard was when I went to these focus groups and they were talking about the self-assessment tool and how they were working with the quality assurance program, the whole the whole thing in general was and strive and how we're changing it all was very much geared on, okay, you as a therapist, there's a certain context in which you work, there's an environment in which you work, and therefore we understand that you want to take courses or acquire increased knowledge in this area, and that's really good on you, right? And therefore, mm-hmm. who are we to say that doesn't fall into category A or category B? If you want to learn this is going to benefit your practice, then go for it. But the right. other flip side of what they said that I completely disagreed with was... You know, well, we also understand if you also lose some of the knowledge that you started with because you don't use that particular thing with your with your client base, which makes zero sense because that's supposed to be exactly the foundation. It's supposed so, to be entry to practice basic absolutely. knowledge. The example that was given, this is when I was like, this is makes no sense to me. The example that was given was we understand if, you, for example, you forget and you lose the skill of doing neurological assessments because you mm-hmm. might work in a certain environment where you never do those. And and in other words, we're okay with this idea because we're, we want you to streamline 
streamline it to your practice. And I was like, whoa, we should never, we should never be able to lose foundational You're knowledge. lowering, it, it, that feels like we're lowering the standard. Yeah, that to me was a little bit backwards. That's like if I go to my yeah. doctor and I, and I needed, I don't know, I needed a shot and he's like, you know what? I don't do those anymore. I kind of I forget how to do how. them. So I'm going to refer you to someone else to go get your shot. That's, yeah, exactly. not, my, that's exactly. not my wheelhouse anymore. That's so, it looks so unprofessional. It is unprofessional. You can have an area mm-hmm. of focus. Um, you know, there are people who have an area of focus where they work with, you know, mostly prenatal clients or people right. who do sports massage or, you know, like there's yeah. different areas, but foundationally, we should all understand very, very basic entry to practice things. So yeah, you absolutely, absolutely should never lose your ability to test neurological symptoms. Now, like, that I, would have, I would have thought that that was just an answer to the question on the fly right then and there. Like that was just a knee jerk reaction to whatever question came out of someone in the focus group. But then when they show the next slides of this is what the, this is what the uh, self-assessment tool is going to look like. And these are the questions on which we want you to evaluate. And not much of it was foundational. I'm like, these guys are not fucking shit. And like, that wasn't just a knee jerk reaction. You know, these guys are fucking serious. They mean that. Right. I can see that backfiring in a couple of years um, and things changing again, really. Uh, because I mean, it just takes away from our profession. That analogy you gave about the doctor, um, you know, kind of forgot about how to give a shot. So I'm going to send you somewhere else. Can you imagine how (laughs) ridiculous that I'd be like, you're a doctor, you know? And it's like, you're a massage therapist. You should know how to do this stuff. Exactly. Right. You should remember. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that, uh, hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing that I wanted to say really quick, I know I'm going real far sure. back with this, nope. but because I identify with what you said so much about when I asked about being sad, did it make you sad that you were kind of getting bored? Because I imagine I would yeah. get really sad if I started to feel bored with this. And a big part of it is for a lot of massage therapists, a lot of a lot of healthcare professionals, period, a lot of anyone that's in a profession, mm-hmm. they attach so much of their identity to to being part of that club, to being in this in this thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I can imagine it feels like, oh, I'm just going to be missing a part of myself. You made me sad even when you were toying with the idea of going inactive. Like Mark had, I know. Mark had thought about this um, maybe a year ago or so. He said, you know, my, my massage practice is more and more part-time. I do more teaching and podcasting. I do, you know, I'm still practicing as a kin. Maybe I let the massage thing go for a bit and go inactive. And it wasn't even about me. It was about him. And I'm like, you're not going to be an RMT anymore? What? Like, I got sad for a minute. Like, what do yeah. you mean? <laughs> I know. And I'm, I am I feel the same way because um. I was really seriously thinking and I I thought, well, maybe I could do <laughs> hypnotherapy or something, which is amazing, by the way. Uh, I, uh, but I love massage therapy um, and I love being a massage therapist. I just... And I and I'm on a lot of the Facebook groups right. uh, for massage therapists, but I since we're we're just talking plainly here, mm-hmm. I find that the Ontario groups are so filtered 
that you really have to be careful of what you say on the group. Mm. You cannot have an informal conversation. I, I don't find you really can. It has You have to be careful because there's always someone there that is like, oh, you need to review the standards of practice. You can't <laughs> just say that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so it's not a, it's not like a, a, a thoughtful conversation that's going to lead to something productive. It is, you know, I, I use the groups that are in Ontario really as if I have a question of what did they mean? What did the CMTO mean when they asked for this in the email? Right. You know, that it's, it's good for info. Uh, but um, real in-depth conversations, I find they don't happen so much on, on the groups, um, on the Ontario group. Yeah, you know what I find a lot? I feel like a lot of it is, look at my answer. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> look at my, right? look at my answer. Oh, I'm my, smarter yeah. than you. How and can I'm, we outsmart each other on this? Right. And I'm, cause I'm looking at the answer. Like that's what happens. I'll look at the comments and I'm thinking, wow, wow. How am I going to beat that? I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> That's you're too smart for me. No, but it's true. We're we're constantly trying to outsmart each other, and it's like that's not that's not the point of sharing as a community. Yeah. We're supposed to be building and developing and growing together. Exactly. And um, it's hard to find a format for that. Well, it's okay because we're the balance of that. You want to hang out and just talk shit, <laughs> and we'll do. dumb it all down. Then yeah. we're in the right spot. I was going to say, I'm it. so glad I'm not on Facebook because uh, I I can't be like in a battle of outsmarting someone. Because I, uh, I, I just, mean, there's, I there can't. are people that are genuine in what they do, and, and it and it is oh, conversational yeah. and it is helpful. But there are definitely like it's it's to a point where it's not even about outsmarting the answer before but it's also let's go through everyone's response and like let's try to find fault in anything anyone ever said anywhere that's what it feels yeah. like it's it, it feels really yeah. fucking like that so the ontario rmts are full of uh people who identify with cancel culture oh dear you, you know you're you may be right because i've always felt there's like a hierarchy where um ontario massage therapists you know, if if any, let's say an article would come out from an LMT in the U.S. and they'd be like, well, I, you know, why should I even bother reading that? It, it's American. You can actually learn something. Exactly. Right. Um, so, you know, there's a bit of a, uh, there not all, certainly not all RMTs, but um, there are the ones that there's like a snobbish attitude mm-hmm. out there Absolutely. that makes it uh, uncomfortable sometimes to ask uh, a question that, you know, in a forum that you might really want to, you might really want an answer to that's not being a put down that look, I'm smarter than you. Right. I thought that was just social media in general. I'm the person that um, if I am on Facebook, not, I mean, going beyond RMT stuff, I like to read comments and I feel like I'm just reading comment after comment of people doing exactly what you just said, like trying to find fault in what everybody else has said. And I'm like, can't we yeah. all just see, you know, like this is why I like motorcycle forums. <laughs> they all get along. Everyone gets along. Everyone gets it's, along. Really? It's the greatest thing in okay. the world. It's the most uplifting fucking thing ever. Motorcycle really? forums and classic rock forums. Everyone loves each other. I, yeah. Anything where there has to be like strong opinion. So, I mean, again, I'm not really on Facebook, but for example, 
I, because I have children, I'm in like um, a parent group for the school board that we're in. I'm in another parent group for like, you know, ideas of, you know, how to entertain kids. I'm in another group, you know, to do with food. Yeah. Like, so I'm in those kind of groups that I don't really partake in the conversation so much because it's just not my style to, but I'll go in and I'll see, you know, somebody asking a genuine question. And then I go through the comments and the comments are people attacking the original poster, but not answering their question. And I was like, okay, well, you're not even answering what she's asking. Like, even if you don't agree with, you know, so for example, right now, because of COVID, you know, somebody will go on and say, any ideas of any, you know, uh, activities I can do with a seven and a nine-year-old. And then you've got a whole bunch of people saying, we're in the middle of a stay-at-home order. How about you just stay home? I'm like, well, that's not nice. It's not what she asked. Right. Uh, There's a lot of people like that on social media. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I stay somewhat far away from it. So I wanted, before we we get into the logistics of a magazine, because I know Mark's curious about that, as am I, um, because the magazine is Massage and Movement, and we have brought up movement, uh, Mm -hmm. prior to a couple of years ago, when you got this feeling of like, I'm bored, I need to do something else. I know you were somebody really involved in continuing education. Would you have said your style of therapy already incorporated a lot of movement? Was this already something that you were really interested in? Or was this sort of new and then you just dove right in? Um, I don't think so much that it was new. I I love the idea of um, advising clients on yoga poses for um, postural dysfunctions and and to help strengthen. So, you know, that existed um, before I started uh, delving into um, the, the magazine, uh, but this kind of opened up a completely new world for me, really, because there's so many um, wellness professionals, healthcare professionals out there, and like Pilates instructors, like I said, strength and conditioning coaches that, you know, I'm learning these just, there's just so many options for helping someone with head forward posture, as opposed to like the same Remex that I had been offering, you know, every, with every client. Um, so it's just really opening up the, the doors to, to new options, uh, for movement and and also techniques for massage, um, like the the magazine goes into that as well. Is is you know um, things that, like we're talking about foundational, um, just um, starting back from the beginning. All the wonderful techniques that we learned and stopped using, mm. like um, GTO, um, origin insertion, like, you know, we kind of gave up a lot of really valuable tools that we had. And I'm not sure why, I don't know what the reason is, but getting back to the roots of what we learned, I think is so valuable to to, to our practice. Everything you just described is yeah. this project that has been on my mind 
for so really? long. Yeah, he's so I happy. I think right I now. even spoke about it like earlier in the year or you at did. the end of like the end in December about this project right. that I wanted to bring to life. And then I got slammed super busy. And mm-hmm. just today, just today at the office, I'm like, I'm going to bring this back. I'm going to do this idea. And then I jumped on Facebook. And I started messaging all the people that I wanted involved. And I'm like, I'm ready to do this next month. Are you going to tell her what the project is? No. Or are we going to? Yeah, <laughs> it's going to keep me in suspense. Yeah, we, we are going to leave you hanging because it's something I know. He literally has been talking about this for a okay. year. But it's but exactly what, what you, you just said. What you just described is very similar to something he's been planning to bring do. Bring back oh. techniques. Bring back. Exactly. Bring it back. We're I manual therapists. So We're manual therapists. Let's right. see what other people do with their hands and tell us why you're doing what you're doing and the types of results that Bam. you typically get yeah, from yeah. doing these types of things. We're manual therapists. Fuck, bring back some techniques. Yeah. Right? So he was just getting excited as you were talking. I'm like looking at him okay. wait, waiting to speak. And I was like, what do you want to say, and I'll Mark? Leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Okay. I can't wait to hear about it. And when it comes out, I just, I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. Well, you're going to have to be part of it now since you're already sort of doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of invited myself in, didn't I? Susan's invited to the party, even though she invited herself. <laughs> it's all it takes. It's how, it's how people get into the party. <laughs> I'm too strong right. to ask anyone to show up. So just invite yourself. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning then, Susan, when you okay. decided, okay, I'm bored. I need something else. Um, like and you said you started off with blogs, okay? Do you remember the first blog that you did that that you were like I'm so bloody proud of this and it got some traction which is cool too? Oh my gosh, it was a couple of years ago I had written a blog post and it, it was called uh Don't Call Me a Masseuse. And um it was basically like I've worked in a lot of spas. I I I've love working in spas, uh, but people don't realize that a lot of therapy takes place. A lot of therapeutic massage um, takes place in spas. It's rare that somebody just comes in and asks for a relaxation massage. So anyway, the blog was about how often that people would refer to me and my colleagues as masseuses. And um, it was uh, it was meant to be tongue-in-cheek and, and sarcastic. And um, I posted it on some of the Facebook groups um, and, from the U.S. And wow, I did not expect the 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 reactions that I got um some people were really offended mm. th- that I you know what's wrong like what's wrong with the word masseuse and um so but it was like <laughs> like everything else it, it's it just created like this divisive line between between massage therapists who absolutely not do not call me masseuse right, right, right. and then other ones who are like chillax relax you know what why are you making such a big deal about this? And it's not a big deal. It's not a problem. So anyway, that was like one of the first ones. And I got something like, um, it was crazy. It was like 7,000 clicks on that blog post. And I thought, holy moly. And you started a conversation, even if some people were pissed. I mean, every single podcast that Mark posts online, um, it starts conversations. Some of the the comments that we get back are not nice and yeah. people do not like the content, but in any case we get conversations started. It's, it's a reaction and, and um, you're right. It is a conversation that's starting and you can't have everyone agree with you. 
how boring would that be? You know, you need, we need in life to have this debate, um, about a lot of things. So that's okay. It's healthy. Um, but I was just, you know, wow. I didn't know massage therapy could be so, um, you know, people are really interested in this and it can go, we can go so far with, with conversations and, um, with building community. So that's really like, I, for the rest of my career, that's really what I want to be a part of is building community. Where it all started. Don't call me a masseuse. I do have a question about the, <laughs> the, 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 I'm still on, sorry. Yes. I do have a question about the writing part of it. Okay. Because yeah. I don't, I don't write well. I used to think okay. I wrote decently when you I was used in to u- write for a magazine. Yeah, I know. But that was like <laughs> when I just finished university, when I was fresh into my career, blah, 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 blah. I don't think I write well anymore. Like I, I, I don't write, I don't write well anymore. How would you know you don't write well? You don't write. I don't think I could write well anymore. How about All right. that? All right. Fair. Okay. But I also feel like when you write really well, it's like an, it's like an art. It's like writing a song. If you're a writer, right. I'd imagine, right? So yeah. I can I know from writing music when you're like, ah, oh, this is going to be good. Like people are going to like this, right? Do you do you get that same feeling like when you're writing a blog? Like, yeah, I've got something here. This is gold. Um, so I don't all the time because I, you know, sometimes you just have to get it done and realize that it's not going to go where you in terms of the writing, the creative aspect of it, it's not going to go where I want it to go. I just don't have it right now. And you you have to set time limits for yourself, right? But then there's other times where, um, you know, I just, I'll get that um, kind of uh, quirky bit going that makes it a little more fun to read, um, more engaging. And that's, that's, a, that's a blog post I'm really proud of. But um, or an article that I'm really p- proud of, but um, I don't. I mean, you have to be like if you were doing it professionally, then yeah, you're you're more apt to be do getting it bang on all the time. But I'm not there yet, that's for sure. I don't even think professionals get it bang on all the time. I think what Mark described and what you described are almost the same thing. It's that when mm-hmm. you do something that's really amazing, you know it's really amazing. You feel it, you yeah. felt it. When you just have to for get sure. something out, you kind of know right away like, eh, this isn't my best work. You know the trippiest ones? Are, the, the trippiest ones are when you think this is crap and you're just doing it because you got to get it done and that turns and it into turns gold. Out gold. Yeah. And then it's like you scratch your head, you're like, Right when you How think you fucking had happen? a formula down, <laughs> exactly, yep. it proves you wrong. And, right. Yeah, I love I writing. Can't, that's unexplainable. I love writing. Whether I'm good at it or not, I love writing. And it's funny because I would do the blog posts for our therapy page. To be honest with you, I just kind of dropped the ball because this past year has been an absolute shit show. Yeah. So I haven't written anything in a while. But every every month, Mark would just remind me, our page needs a blog. And so I would sit down at my computer with a cup of coffee and I would just write. And I enjoyed doing that. That was actually one of my favorite parts of, of the job was just doing the blog for our therapy site. And I remember, you know, a couple of blogs that I wrote that I was like, I really like this. Like it, it, mm-hmm. I really felt it went well. Like I was just in the zone and I just typed and typed and typed and typed. And uh, then I remember Mark asking me to write one. And he said, the last couple you wrote were really like introspective type pieces. Can you write something a little more technical? And literally it was like, he just 
like put a brick on my chest and said, Pour go run. I was like, it. oh, I'm like, but that's the way I write. Like, I'm so not a technical type of writer. And I was like, right. okay, yes, sure. Exactly. So that's, that's what I mean, where I can see that if you just have to do something, you're being told, okay, write this piece yeah. about this, but it's not the creative part and the way you do things that you're like, okay, so I wrote something. I don't remember it now, but I remember even feeling like, is this my best work? Probably not. Mm. But the nice thing is if you have the option of choosing your own topics, then you know that, oh, wow, I'm excited about this topic. And I really want to, you know, I really want to do a great job on this. As opposed to if you were given a topic that you're like, ugh, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a lot more difficult than that if, with a topic that you're not that interested in. How do you go, Susan, from writing? Like I know you had already said other RMTs can benefit from this, but did you come up with the idea that I'm going to make this a whole digital publication or did someone say to you, why don't you start a magazine? That's the last thing anybody would ever say to me. Is, <laughs> why don't you start a magazine? No, nobody's going to be that cruel. I'm joking. But um, because it's a lot of work. Like, I mean, I, can't I, had, imagine. I wanted to do it on monthly issues. Impossible. It's, I mean, unless I had um, every day free to focus on the magazine, which I would love, be great. But, you know, I've got to work full time. So um, uh, I'm, now I forgot your question. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking for, I was looking for how you go from writing blogs, thinking other people might be interested in this. How did it become a magazine? I got to tell you something before you answer that, though. Yeah. Like hearing this talk right now, I'm like, you need to go for it. Like, this is how I think. I'm like, yeah. I would I would slow down my treating completely. I would jack up my prices completely. That way I can make the same money working way less and start to build this magazine. Because when I'm building this magazine, quote unquote, kind of for free, I'm not getting paid for it. You're just building yourself value. And therefore, you can charge that crazy $250 per one hour treatment because I'm I'm the fucking creator of this magazine. Like, you just created that value. That is, that is That's Mark's me. way That's me to saying, do everything. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Not quite that courageous, but um, yeah. I mean, I am, think, I think about this magazine all the time from the time I get up in the morning I'm getting brushing my teeth getting ready for bed I'm thinking about this what can I do what would be like the best content to put in for the next issue and you know it's just oh I I'm I'm loving this and I'm hoping really hoping that other massage therapists will support it and to and embrace it because I I think they're going to get it because exactly like what we were talking about, getting back to our roots about um, techniques and movement uh, in our work and, and going from there. I think a lot of other um, massage therapists are going to get that. It's just a matter of getting the message across that that's what I want to communicate to them um, is, is the, I, I think is, is really important. So obviously you're a writer because this all started with you blogging. It started with the blog. And also I had a side gig for, um, a few years where I was doing social media 
for other massage therapy clinics. Nice. Um, and you know, that was a, it was, it was a, a great sidekick. Um, and it helped me to learn a lot about, um, creative work and design and graphics. And, you know, um, so that helped me a lot when I started doing the magazine, uh, putting it together. There's, there's, and now with Canva, there's so much available, like mm -hmm. in terms of design and, you know, it's, you know, you just want to keep going with it. There's just, it's amazing. Uh, but there's so much available to us that we don't have to learn the most complicated software anymore to put together, um, a publication, yeah, right? Sure. So we just need a, a template basically and some good content. So tell us about the content. Tell us what can we expect in this first issue? Okay. So it's basically, um, where the first issue and more moving into the um, the following issues, it's going to be um, broken into two main focus areas. So the first one is about um, common injuries that afflict uh, very active people like runners and cyclists. Um, so I want to delve into that with a couple of articles in each issue. And, uh, so in this, um, first issue, I talk about piriformis syndrome in runners, uh, which is a super common injury and, you know, what happens, um, the muscle imbalances that are the catalyst for developing piriformis syndrome and, you know, maybe faulty running biomechanics, things like that, um, that will help our, our patients because I've got a lot of runners. I, I don't deal, I don't, I mean, work, um, specifically doing sports massage and with, with athletes, but still a lot of my clients are runners. So it's good to, you know, to know um, or be more familiar with, with injuries that afflict them. And uh, so that's the first part of it. And then the second category is, I call it death to the, death to the desk. And um, it's all about the postural um, dysfunction that we experience sitting at a desk for eight to 12 hours a day. Um, and I go into a lot of the muscle imbalances and, and I, um, a lot of, um, postural exercises that might not be the ones that we usually are used to offering, but, um, you know, there's a lot of options out there and some that are more effective than, than others. So, uh, that's basically what I, I did was divided into these two sections, which are um, a lot of the patients that we see every day. So our desk workers we see every day and a lot of our weekend warriors that we see, the mm -hmm. cyclists, the the runners, and um, how to take better care of them, basically. So you have no excuse now for being the doctor that doesn't know how to give a shot because you can pick up this magazine yeah. and you that can figure right. out no matter who walks through your doors what you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so right. what, I, what I was going to ask you is, you know, knowing that you're a writer and you're probably doing a ton of the writing, um, you had mentioned before that you have you have other people. So do you are you going to have like regular people who write for you and you're the editor in chief or it, do you have like an open call for people who maybe want to submit articles? How how is this happening? Well, I would love to have regular writers. Um 
that would be amazing. Um, so that's definitely on the list. And also I've reached out to, um, a couple of, uh, massage therapists that I've been following their work and, you know, they offer, um, they, they teach, they practice, and they've even come up with some of their own, um, ways of, of, uh, of, uh, in terms of movement on the table um, to help release tissue. So I've reached out and had a really positive response. So I've got a couple of people who will be writing for the next issue as well. And so that's how I'm doing it right now is, is reaching out to um, RMTs and um, other specialists or, or, sorry, healthcare professionals that I follow and, and I like the work that they're doing and see how um, interested they are in submitting an article. That's really cool. That's good. So you yeah. get perspectives from different people who are, you know, possibly doing things outside of the box. As I said before, that's what I love about recording with people is hearing from people that do things that either I hadn't thought of or, you know, it just something that I don't know how to do. Exactly. Lateral thinking, which is what, you know, that's another thing that uh, we learned when we started um, in massage therapy school about lateral thinking, opening our minds to different ways of doing things that seems like over time and our practice seems to have gotten a little more and a little more closed. So that's really what I want to convey as well about looking at different options for treating. The publication is called Massage and Movement. Now, is, would you say that the content, I mean, this, yes, it's only the first, uh, first issue that's that's come out so um but would you say the content is going to be you know very very technique focused you're going to focus on movement or is it all going to be just blended into one because you know that's sort of the the message you're trying to push that we you know fundamentally we should be looking at everything the massage and the movement piece that's really what i'd like to do is is to integrate the two as opposed to you know just having one segment all about technique for this particular in injury, but the combination, the integration of the massage, the um, muscle fascial release, and exercises, rehabilitative exercises for the client. And not just, you know, how um, so many of us will give one exercise. Here's how to release your upper traps, and they, we send our clients away. Well, I would love the idea of developing an actual program for our patients and clients that they can use um, at home as opposed to just one, you know, but really giving them a well-rounded treatment and treatment plan. I like this a lot. (laughs) Yeah, such a good idea. If this ever worked out to the point where you can just do this, like this is your job, would you jump at it? I'm excited of for you. you. Would listen to her. <laughs> I would keep massage therapy uh, a few days a week for sure because I don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could have more time to work on this magazine, I would be all over that. Yeah, I don't want this to be a part-time thing. I want to move this into full-time, and you know and have um, other RMTs um, 
as a support, as a team, I would love that. I like this idea. Oh, I'm I've, so, I've got I'm a, so happy for you. Oh I my know. God. I, I like hate to dim the happy right now if I'm if I'm going to. It's, I'm not really. But I've got to ask the money question. Is this yeah. something that right now is a free publication? Is it a subscription base? Is it something that you can just buy issues? Like, how is this working out for you? So what I'm doing is... Um, uh, for right now, I want for people to actually have the issue, have an issue so that they can read it and see if they like it. So basically, um, when someone goes to my website, if, if they subscribe to my newsletter, they are able to download a free issue of the magazine. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah. And then, um, if they like it, they have the option of purchasing a one year membership, which is $29 for the year. 20 bucks for the year. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? That's pretty <laughs> Absolutely. You bet. And and, you know, anything, it doesn't matter if it's brick and mortar or if it's online, you have to build trust. Like, I can't just ask people, give me 29 bucks and here's the magazine. Enjoy it. I want people to trust in what's the content and know that their next issue, that they're going to get some really great content. They're going to be able to put it into practice and, you know, and like I said, just trust that they're getting a, a great product. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. We give a shit ton of stuff away for free. And Happy we to. We also do that because we like just building community. Yeah, exactly. Just like for you do. Sure. We, you know, we like having conversations with people. You know, somebody actually reached out to Mark a while back, and uh, I think I, I may have told the story before. I don't know, but somebody reached out to him a while back asking basically if he could pay him to um, do some private training. And Mark said, well, what do you want exactly? So the guy okay. starts telling him like, you know, some of the the things that he wants to work on. And Mark's like, I, I, you don't need to pay me for that. He's like, I do these, you know, free Zoom meetups every so often. He's like, why don't you, um, you know, pick a date and time and I'll throw out an invite to anybody who wants to join and we can just do a very informal Zoom meetup and you'll probably get your questions answered. So this awesome. guy just had, you know, three hours of a whole bunch of experienced RMTs right. giving him advice and... I, I said to Mark, like, that was really cool. Like, you could have just Absolutely. said to that guy, give me 200 bucks and I'll, you know, I'll do some stuff I'll take with your you. Money, yeah, and sure. Mark's like, you don't, you don't need like coaching or training for that. You know, this is just conversations that you can right. have by talking to other therapists. And Mark's like, I know lots of therapists. Let's just do this. So, I, you know, I think it's really great that you're giving that opportunity for people to see what you do. And this is such a good education piece. Like we were talking about Strive right at the beginning. This yeah. is something that, you know, if people just want to brush up on some skills or, you know, get a refresher on certain injuries and what to do. And it's, it's right. such a good educational piece. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to hear that. That's great. Why are you whispering so know. much to <laughs> I'm going to start like, just screaming like an excited little kid. Like This stuff turns me on, man. I like that's this. That's how I, like I feel, Mark. That's exactly how I feel like a little kid. Like, uh, you know, I'm just, and I, I put, when I put the first one out, I was so excited. Um, and then a week later, it's like, oh, let's make another baby. You know, it's just, <laughs> I can't wait till the second issue yeah. uh, launches in, in July. So, oh, you're not the only one excited. Let me tell you. Right yeah. On. Well, let's, let's let all the other excited folk find out 
How can they get yeah, in touch? Yeah, people who want to download the free issue, where do they go? Okay, so my website is massageandmovementmag.com. So Super they easy. just go to, the, go to the website and there's a, a pop-up. That's what it is, the pop-up. And you can subscribe to the newsletter. You get the link right away in your email. And that's it. It's only available through digital. Uh, there's no print publication, uh, but it's a really nice format. The ebook. It's like an yeah. It's like an ebook. So it's it's visually it's it's very easy to read and uh, really great content. I'm just really excited to see where this can go because, oh, yeah. like you said, know. You, you know, you're reaching out to different people. I'm excited for the fact that other therapists are going to hear this and then you know start yeah. reaching out to you like. I oh, have a topic for I you. I hope so. That would be amazing. I would love that. That's what I'm hoping. So anybody who is listening that thinks they have something cool to write about? Yeah. Well, you know how to find her. You bet. Go to my website. Send me an email. I would love to talk to um, other massage therapists about this. Absolutely. Even American ones because of <laughs> Susan does discriminate. Uh, no, Absolutely not. And there is some pretty amazing courses going on in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. we wow. love it. We love our American friends. We've had lots of we, LMTs and CMTs on here. We love them. So you got it. I'm happy to learn from anyone. And I agree with what you said earlier. Like you can, you can probably learn something from pretty much any therapist because once you get out into practice in, I understand how after so many years that you started to feel that boredom. I'm not, I'm not bored, yeah. but I can see it happening because you do kind of develop a treatment style. And if, you know, know, even though, yeah, you take courses and it's like immediately after taking a course, I'm like all pumped up and excited and I'm using all the stuff from the course, but then that just becomes part of my regular routine. You know what I mean? Like just part of my regular set of tools that I use in treatment. So it's, you know, it's exciting to have something else that that you can just throw in the mix. I totally agree. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. This was fun. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, This was a great conversation, guys. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up this evening? Um, Actually, just that the next issue is going to come out in July, and uh, but but not that far yet. Make sure you go to the website and download your free issue. Since we're talking techniques, I want to go out with this one question for you. Okay. What is the one technique... When you are receiving a massage, just makes you feel so good every time, all the time. Can I answer two? Sure. <laughs> For both of you guys. Susan's yes. talking <laughs> techniques. The one technique that... Subocipital release. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, I'm that, so the that opposite. That would be my number one. Oh, I'm so the opposite. Yeah. I, I know that I need that. There's no part of me yeah. that enjoys it. <laughs> Lately, my favorite thing when I'm getting treatment is getting my legs worked on, specifically my anterior leg and my ankles and my feet. If somebody like strips the shit out of my tibialis anterior, even my peroneals, I'm like, I'm in heaven right now. Wow. Okay. Favorite. Do you do do running or no? I'm so I'm so lazy. I don't. 
I don't exercise at all. <laughs> but I don't know why getting my my anterior and lateral legs worked on and my ankles and my feet, maybe it's because I am a therapist and I am standing most of the yes. day. I don't know. That yeah. just even just Don't laugh, stripping, but I started I wearing compression socks. <laughs> you I told me not them. to laugh and I giggled. I'm sorry. <laughs> so mean. So mean. I know, but it. it's yeah. they're amazing. The only time I've ever worn compression socks is when I was pregnant, but maybe I need to reconsider because I love my my legs worked on now. That's like my favorite thing. You know, I'll tell you I'll tell you my favorite thing then. And this has happened to me like three or four times. And the first time was by accident and it threw me for a loop. Okay. So okay. remember I used to see this therapist and she decided to give me barefoot massage. Oh, yeah, she without telling the table you. And, did, wow. and, and didn't tell me a bloody thing. <laughs> but when she's doing compressions with her feet on my hamstrings is gold for me. And when she wow. sounds like she, torture. when she's stripping with her foot, obviously, yeah. she buries one foot at my ischial tuberosity and she takes the other one and drags it inferiorly along oh my, my hamstrings. God. It is so good. It is so good. Wow. So she did that the first time, but I wasn't expecting her to jump up on the table and do stuff. And then she jumped up on the table and did like feet stuff, two more, two more other treatments after that. And that's how I'm like, that felt great every fucking time. Every time. That's amazing. Wow. Amazing. That's it, that's Ashiatsu, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really cool. I, I kind of thirst for that every once in a while. <laughs> so stupid, I thirst but it's for true. that. I do, I do. I think we're going to have to get our kids to uh, do that. I think if I yes. jump up on your yes. hamstrings, I might break yes. your legs. <laughs> yes, like like the Jeffersons. You don't remember the Jeffersons? No, I'm too thing. young for that. Come oh, on. Okay. <laughs> George oh Jefferson used to have to walk on Bentley's back every once in a while when Bentley's back would go out. Uh, okay. He'd make George get up and walk oh on his back. Oh my God, that's right. <laughs> All oh. right. We'll get our, we'll okay. get our children to walk on your legs, no problem. Okay. <laughs> right on. This has been Good fun. Idea. This has been fun. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Thanks, Susan. Oh, thanks so much, guys. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.